I love getting to know new people. It never gets boring to find out behind the music, behind the creativity, the actual person that's doing the thing. So today we're getting to know Rian Ochia Bierslaw. Hello, Rian. How are you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Okay, Rian, we've got to get to know you. We always assume people don't know you, you know, that they that they have never met you before. They don't know your personality. They don't know what you do for a living. So let's introduce you. Tell me. Okay, thanks. So um, I'm an avid storyteller, reader, motivational speaker, entrepreneur. My company does web development, graphic design, social media managing. But my passion lies with writing and mot- motivational speaking. But I do focus a lot on my work because we have to pay the bills at the end of the day. Most. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm calm, collected. I'm I'm not the patient, the most patient of people out there. I'm very I get actually get very distracted from time to time. So I have to implement certain exercises to keep myself on track, especially when writing poetry or taking on new projects. I have to stay focused and not get sidetracked, especially with when I have so much going on at once. Yeah. But I would say I'm, I'm a good person. I'm trying my best to be a decent human being. Yeah, and that's hard work right there, <laughs> just to be a decent human being in a world that challenges your patience and I, everything like that. I'm actually that. working on a book that's about to come out. Um, I'll finish writing a manuscript by the, by the middle of this year that's about it's hard being nice (laughs) yeah we'll get to that right now because before you start you know when you say you're a good person um the bible says no one is good we try our best but our 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 best works are like dirty rags before (laughs) the lord my my husband always says people suck and then he goes to john 224 where jesus says he knows what's in people He, he he doesn't entrust himself to us because he knows what's in people that was when he was on earth um, so, but we all try our best. We don't murder someone today. We don't, you know, just we try to be goodish. And the problem is that in South Africa, we equate goodness with being a Christian. But I want to find out when you got to know Jesus Christ for who he really is. When I started to get to know Jesus Christ for who he really is and what impact he has on my life, I started to realize that he just. He wants love. As it says, he wants to be worshipped with love. And you have to show love and compassion. If you can show love and compassion to your fellow man, I will believe you are a good person. Because it doesn't take anything to give someone love. It doesn't take anything, not a single penny or cent to give someone to show compassion. So anyone is able to show love and compassion to their fellow human being. So if you cannot... Show someone love and compassion. Then you have to do a reality check. Am I truly a decent, good person? Okay, but wait. I want to know how you got to know Jesus. So I was in a very, very bad space in my life um, in my early 20s. I always knew who this God character was. In school, you brought up with the idea, okay, this is God. This is what he expects of you. This is what you need to do to be in his good graces, in his good books. Hmm. But it was only when I was introduced personally, when I started to get to know him at a homestyle group that I was invited to. I invited myself, but they, <laughs> they didn't say no, luckily. And I was there and they showed me a different side of him. The father figure, the love and compassion. I always viewed him as 
this authority figure that can that will smite you if you misbehave but i saw a gentle side of him because the first night without reason i bold tears i was overflowing because i started to feel i can't explain it i was sitting there anxious because this was all new to me but i could feel him standing over me where i'm sitting with his hands on my shoulder just telling me it's all gonna be all right everything will be perfect and from there on i started to become more familiar with god and what he does and how he works and what role he plays in my life and when I had my son. My son broke down these hard walls that I built to protect myself from the world and people. So without these walls, I was more vulnerable, but more soft and gentle and caring. And then I started to see a different side of God. I started to see His love, not just the person who is in control of my life, in my destiny, not just the sailor of my boat, the captain of my boat, but who is the boat itself, the existence, the love. He actually cares. He cares so much. It's <laughs> incredible. I don't know how anyone can ever believe in him because it, sometimes there's this one day exactly I can remember. I was so stressed and worried and I just, as I, I just walked, I was busy on my way to pick and pay and as I walked into pick and pay, I just heard this voice saying, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Twice I heard it and there was no one around me and all my stress and everything just disappeared. Moments like that, that I can still, I can, I still see what I was wearing, how I was feeling, when I had hair, how my hair was styled. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know how you could ever doubt this existence because it's real. Although I get impatient and I get angry and mad, I will, I still feel his love, like a like after a hiding given to a son. There's still that love and comfort, mm. showing, I love you. That's, it's incredible to imagine the amount of love that he has for us, because sometimes if I look at what's currently happening in this country and this world, I don't think we deserve his love at all. But we still get it. But tons and tons of his uh, it's it's very emotional to think <laughs> that he's still there he's still there for us and he still gives so much for us even though we don't always deserve it yeah we we never deserve it um i i want to refer back to you talking about august your son he's now four years old He's turning four on the 1st of March. To, oh, so it's some umpa umpa big party coming. August, don't you worry. You're going to have some cake and everything now. But um, yeah, it changes you when you have a son, when you have a child, when you become a dad. It gives you a perspective into who God is as a father, how he feels about you, how he feels about sin, how he will. All of that changes when you become a dad and you start loving your son. Like what? What stood out for you that maybe even surprised you that you didn't realize, oh, wow, a fatherhood is this? That sometimes you can't be strict because my son will do something bad, but without intention, without him knowing. But there's still a lesson to be learned. Education is better than discipline. That's what I feel. 
And I think I always thought bad things happened to me because I'm being punished. That was, but no, bad things will always happen to you in life. That's just the tax that always comes on in life. And we cannot control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we react towards it. So God's not punishing me when ba something bad happens. He's building me up and educating me. During my difficult times, I'm being educated. I'm becoming stronger. I'm growing as a person. The same with my son. If he does something bad, but he is not knowing he does something bad. Let's say he's pulling on cables from the back of the TV. I can't just start giving him a hiding because he will have no idea what's happening. I have mm. to teach him. You can get electrocuted. You can break something. Rather not do this. The TV can fall on you and you can get hurt. Education and building character is what God does with us. Everything, everything we go through in life is character building. And people don't want to see it like that. People always think, yeah, I must be a bad person or I'm being punished for no reason. No, sometimes there's a bigger picture. You won't realize it now, but 10 years from now even, you'll think back, I'm so glad what happened there happened to me because I learned valuable lessons. I've made a ton of bad mistakes and God has pulled me out of each and every one of them. And I was always furious why did they happen in the first place but now I'm thankful that they happened because if they didn't happen I would have still went carelessly through life yeah. and ended up being completely different than I am now mm, and entitled because mm. if, I did it, if I let my son get away with what he's doing now it might be severe when he's an adult instead of hiding now he can get a jail sentence one day and that's why it always flummoxed me then people that people don't read the word. I mean, it's you, dad, saying to your child, don't sickle with those cords behind the TV. You're going to get electrocuted. That's what the Bible is. It tells you exactly this works and this doesn't work. Do it this way. Don't put your hand on the stove. It is going to burn. That's exactly what the Bible is. And yet... The Christians don't read it. They read the few scriptures that says, my plans for you are only good plans. Hallelujah. And then when God says, don't do something, we get all miffed because he, he's making life hard for us instead of protecting us against what breaks us in life. That's exactly it. As I say, you, you reap what you sow. And about the Bible, it's so important to take in the word because I can't see, else you go blindly through the night. And if you go blindly in the darkness, you'll stump your toe, you'll bump your head, you'll get lost. So the word is like light. It's, it guides us through. It's, it's an educational tool that's very necessary towards living a fulfilled life. Mm -hmm. it's, it, there's so many ways to interpret it, but it always comes down to the same. If you treat people badly, don't get furious when people treat you badly. If you still don't be furious when somebody steals from you. If you give someone love and you will receive love, that's exactly what you put out there. The fruits of the Spirit is what you will get. You cannot do bad things and expect to be blessed. It, it doesn't work like that. Whatever you put out there is what you reap. If you plant tomatoes tomorrow, don't expect in a couple of months to harvest corn. That's that's People think, and it's, they also think it's... Uh, it's like a jacket you can wear. Like Christianity is a jacket you can wear. You can take it off and on when you want to. 
It's something that you have to put on and never take off again. You can't just... It's like something I can't understand. People always pray when it's going bad for them. I know so many people who, who are busy praying for opportunity. And they get that opportunity, but they never pray to say thank you. Learn to pray when life is difficult, but still be thankful. If you can be thankful when you're sitting in the bottom pit of your dark hole that you created yourself. If you can be thankful... That is triumphant. That is being triumphant. Victory. Okay, let's get to your writing because that's something that you really and truly enjoy. How did you realize, oh my word, this is something I can do and I want to do it? So I prayed for three signs um, about 2017 around there when I was really, when I just overcame my worst stage in my life. I prayed for three signs that I should write. So I started writing uh short book about my early 20s my young adult life i hid behind fiction but if you personally know me you'll know exactly what's happening in the book and where it fits into my life so i thought okay there's three signs i should write this book is going to be huge i'm going to be a successful author i'm going to make a living writing stories no it didn't turn out like that my book didn't do well it didn't blow up it nothing really changed but I discovered my passion for writing. I never understood why it turned out like that until recently when I just thought, meditated and I thought about myself. God never wanted me to be a professional writer. He wanted me to write my first book, not to be a, become an author, but to fall in love with writing and discover my passion for writing. And from there on, it just grew and grew. And when I, started, when I got my son and I became my journey as a father, I started to discover my soft side, my gentle side my emotional side. And combining that with my writing, that's where poetry became so active in my life. It's a way to, um, to express yourself, but it's also a way to put down your thoughts so that you can think some more thoughts, like external um, uh, interpretation of life as it happens. When you write, what do you experience? What, what do you like about it? When I write, I get an understanding of how I truly see something. Everyone's going to ask me, Rian, what's your opinion on love or betrayal or honesty? And, and I can give you my opinion on that. But when I write about it, I start to delve deeper. It's, not, it's, it's sort of peeling an onion, layer by layer. Mm. I can say, okay, um, if I just tell someone, stealing is bad. But if I start writing about it, I discover, okay, it can, why, why, is it, why does someone steal? Do they steal for greed because they need a new phone? Do they steal to sell something to be able to feed their child at home? I start peeling myself, the onion that I am. And the more I write about something, the better I understand how I actually view it. Because we, my mind is so cluttered with work and stress and what's going on around me that I don't always have clarity over something that's concerning me but once I write about it it's as if all my attention and focus goes towards that single topic and I start understanding something much better the nice thing about writing these days and the fact that we've got access to the internet and that there's no limit to where that thing can reach is you have no idea how long it's going to be there and you have no idea who's going to read it. Doesn't that fascinate you, this this mystery of the influence that you have? It's got just no horizons. It actually, it, I've been giving a lot of thought about this. Who, who's to say that 
we we still reading stuff from Edgar Allan Poe and exactly <laughs> authors that lived an eternity ago almost, and we still read the Bible. We're still reading the Bible, and how many decades and years have it been? Who's to say that long before, long after I'm gone, somebody's not teaching one of my poems at the school in Afrikaans or English? It fascinates me, and if maybe let's say I write a short piece, somebody shares it. That person shares it. Another one shares it. Eventually, it gets to someone across the globe in a different country. And you res- won't even know. It resonates with them. I won't even know. <laughs> you got to enjoy that. Definitely. But it also gives you a responsibility to, if you put something out there, not to just be fluffy inspiration, to be true to the Word of God. Exactly. You, the thing is, you never know what eyes are on you. You do not want to, I don't, I don't want to be, it's such a short word, it's a simple word, but fake. I don't want to be fake. Mm. And although I'd sometimes feel I am, because I write about God and I give this message of motivational encouragement out there, but then I get days where I'm still depressed. I keep putting content and written material out there that you are stronger than you think you are. You can overcome anything. I keep motivating people, but I still get days where it's hard getting out of bed because I'm depressed. Mm. I still get mad when somebody drives in front of me in the road. Do you, Rian? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Shocking. And, some, some, so, and I don't, but sometimes I want to resort to sign language, mm. but I never. Hallelujah. Yeah. But then I feel that perhaps I'm then I get that imposter syndrome. I get, I feel fake that how can I motivate and encourage people and talk about my love for God, but I still get times where I get mad at people, hmm. that I get furious, that I get impatient of my son, that I, that it's hard. It's hard dealing with that feeling that you're not fake. Although I feel sometimes I am because, like I said, I can't, I keep building people up. But I have days where I feel like I just, I don't want to see the sun come up. You see, the nice thing about being in radio is you hear lots and lots of stories of people who pray for others to be healed, but they're dying of cancer. Or, or just going through the Bible, talking about the Bible. If you just start reading David and Samson and Moses and all of them, they all were such broken vessels. They made such huge mistakes. David had lots of depression. When you look at his, some of his Psalms, he knew exactly what it was to be down and to be miserable and to be all of that. And still, God says he was a man after God's heart. Um, the more you read the Bible, even, even Paul, if you read some of the, the letters that he writes, that he says, I don't want to boast about myself. And then he starts boasting. <laughs> and, you know, all of that, God uses only broken vessels at the end. They aren't ones that aren't broken. That's the reason when we weak, he is strong. That's what the word says. It qualifies you that you're broken because then he gets the glory and you don't. But we need to get to, to your spoken word, to have a conversation with God. What is it that you wanted to convey? Now, we're going to listen to it now. Yes. But when we listen to it, what is it that you want me to hear that you're saying? How difficult it sometimes is be, um, being disciplined and being patient. Because like a father will always love his son. But he will still be strict and he will still be protective and being an educator. 
Love doesn't mean I'll let you get away with everything. Love means that I care enough about you to be strict with you, to keep you away from danger. God doesn't, doesn't love you in a way that if you want to put, put, stick your finger in a plug, He's going to let you. He loves you too much to let you do that. That's why that's the thing with my son. Sometimes I have to be strict. I have to be this authority figure to protect him because that is what love is. Mm. If you let someone run around like a headless chicken doing what they want, they will get hurt. And if you love someone truly, you will do anything to protect them. So God sometimes sees, comes forth as this cruel father figure. But even though he disciplines you, he, he still loves. loves you in ways you will never imagine. And then also if people want to follow you, social media, all of those places, where do they go to? I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook, but I'm very active and promote my motivational speaking on TikTok. So people can just hop on TikTok, Instagram or Facebook and search Rian Achia Bieslar. Okay, spell the Rian. R-I-A-N-A-G for my initials and Bieslar, B-E-E-S-L-A-A-R. There you have it. Let's listen to this. Gesprek met God. It sounds like this.